0: Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app or on the Dash Radio app. You can download that one for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. Also, check out FiveReasonSports.com for all the latest South Florida sports content. Totally, totally free. No paywall. All the latest on the Heat in the offseason, but also the Dolphins now three and three. The Canes are ranked 11th in the country. Inter Miami's coming off a win. And also the Marlins just fired Michael Hill. So where do they go next in their front office? So that and more on 5reasonssports.com. Also, our YouTube channel now over 8,000 subscribers check that out. We're doing pregame and postgame off every Dolphins and Canes game during the season, so make sure that you go there before games. You certainly don't want the national shows. Make sure you get the news right from the people who follow the team the closest. Also, all of our sponsors, many of whom are local, including our friend Mark Brown, you can find him at markbrownpa.com. This is a real estate litigation and transaction law firm, both commercial and residential, with a full service attorney owned title company right there in house. They make things easy for you. They've also got a great deal $295 closing fee on all refinances and purchases when mentioning five reasons. They handle evictions for landlords and tenants, and they Offer flat fee evictions practicing for nearly 15 years. Again, you can find them at markbrownpa.com or email them at markmarc at markbrownpa.com. You can also call the office 954 566 5678. 954 566 5678. 295 bucks on the closing fee when mentioning five reasons. And now, today's episode.
1: One, two, three, four, five. On the
0: floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander. part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. We continue to walk you through some of the players who may be interesting, interested in the Miami heat, but also interesting to the Miami heat, um, not just free agents, but also guys who could potentially be available in trade. We did an episode about Josh Richardson, now we're going to get into somebody who has a little bit more of a scoring pedigree and all-star pedigree, who at one point was kind of modeling his game after Dwayne Wade. He's now in San Antonio after a run in Toronto. He's put up great regular season numbers through the years, not so much in the postseason. although he was better in the bubble as San Antonio tried to get into the playoffs. And that's DeMar DeRozan. I've got Greg Sylvander here. I've got Nikaias Duncan. We're going to break him down. Uh, from the very start and the guys let's go here before we go anywhere else do you think that the spurs will actively try to trade DeRozan in this offseason
1: uh absolutely Um, i think they are now in the stage to where they're kind of turning the reins over to the younger talent um white is good out there jante murray is obviously good out there Um, they have some interesting young guys larney walker another one A lot of intriguing young guys. Uh, Part of why the Spurs looked as good as they did in the bubble was because they finally decided to go a little bit smaller. LaMarcus Aldridge was hurt. DeMar DeRozan actually played some four, and they kind of went with that three-guard lineup, and they were blitzing teams offensively. So I think that's something they're going to look into moving forward. Um, As good as DeMar DeRozan is, he's also the kind of guy that you kind of have to build a roster around. He's not necessarily a complimentary talent just because the skill set that he does have. So I think as they transition to a rebuild, I think DeMar DeRozan and I guess Aldridge as well, but since we're talking about DeRozan, I think DeRozan is going to be one of the odd men out there.
0: So, Greg, let's go from the other perspective. Do you think the Miami Heat would have interest in DeMar DeRozan? Absolutely. Um, I think that not only did we hear
2: whispers of... Heat spurs conversations related to little Marcus Aldridge and 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 DeMar DeRozan around the trade deadline uh, Jabari young as well, um, has reported that there was uh, some interest there at the deadline and that you know with Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan having uh, a friendship of sorts and, and being close that that there could be some connections there. Um, It's just a situation of kind of figuring out what exactly San Antonio is looking to recoup in that kind of deal. Um, Miami has the combination of multiple expiring contracts. When you talk about Iguadala and Olinick, for instance, that like basically matches the money to the 27, almost 28 million that DeMar DeRozan is owed in the last year of his deal, um, provided he picks up the player option, which I think we all anticipate he will. Um, and then it would just be a, a kind of about what rounds out the deal to make it worth it for San Antonio. Is it Kendrick Nunn and the 2020 first round pick? Is it uh, only one of those two things? things or are they going to push for more and I think it's going to be a situation where Miami's going to be reluctant to give much more than what I've already outlined and it may even be pressing it to do that all I'll say is is that if you think about the 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 names that I just gave you Iguadala, Olenek none whoever they would get at 20 if you think about consolidating that for a guy who can get you 20 points a game and do some of the things Jimmy does from an offensive approach perspective and you still can surround him with shooters maybe just not you know all the time together. I think that there's an intriguing fit there, even though it's an unconventional fit from a shooting perspective for one
0: year. Let's uh, let's go through some of his numbers, his raw numbers here before we get into fit, because you mentioned do some of the things Jimmy can do. But I think one of the concerns that he fans have is that he's too duplicative of Jimmy offensively in a lot of different ways and doesn't give you as much space. So, but let's go through the the numbers. I mean, it, Statistically, he had a very strong season. I mean, 68 games, 22.1 points, five and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, shot 53% from the floor, 84% from the line. Now, of course, 26% from three is just not something he's ever developed. Had a higher PER than he has typically, had higher wind shares than he's had typically. I mean, San Antonio did not have a great year because they had a lot of injuries and they don't have a lot of great fits. And I know at times, uh, you know, they were better without DeRozan or Aldridge on the floor and sometimes without both of them on the floor. But just statistically, Nikaias, he's still pretty damn effective. I mean, I, you know, I, I was surprised how good the numbers are. And we're talking about at this stage, how old is he? Is he 30? Um, Let's see. He was born in. Yeah, he's 30. Should, he's 30. Okay. So, I mean, he hasn't totally turned the corner where, I mean, he's kind of on the back edge of his prime right now. How good was he this year, Nikias?
1: Um, He was good, um, has continued to make leaps as a passer, which has been huge for him. Um, once you get him inside of 18 feet, he's almost automatic, automatic, can take smaller guards to the post, has an array of pull-ups, um, has a nasty pump fake, uh, free throw rate has always been pretty high with him, good finisher. Um, the three-point shot has just kind of been what's holding him back, outside of, of maybe three months stretch in Toronto where he took them on purpose. He just doesn't take them and he doesn't make them when they do. So that kind of limits the ceilings of what a DeMar DeRozan led offense can be. But in this situation, you're talking about him being a complimentary complimentary player. Um, the big thing with me when it comes to DeRozan is what kind of role does he want to take? If Miami were to trade for him, if he's assuming that six man role that also closes, if he has it going, then I think DeMar DeRozan makes a lot of sense for Miami. If he wants to start and kind of be the number two option, which his scoring chops and the passing chops kind of give him that pedigree, but the shooting doesn't, then I think it gets a little bit tighter. But I think in San Antonio, he was very good offensively, um, was still a bit of a turnstile defensively. I think playing him at the four actually helped him, um, kind of limited some of those off-ball lapses. He could just use his brute strength whenever he had a size mismatch. So I think that simplifying those roles helped him a little bit, but he's still a minus on that end, that also complicates his value.
0: So, Greg, I mean, looking at that, I mean, not great defensively. We've got enough of those here on this roster, right? Um, I, can, can he be hidden defensively uh, on with this group? Because, I mean, DeMar DeRozan's not coming here to come off the bench, right? I mean, you would, you would start him. So in the same way that we did the episode about Josh Richardson with Alex, we were trying to figure out would he be a starter, and we kind of decided he would be what would the starting lineup look like with him? That's a tough conversation. I, I would
2: imagine that you would have to have Duncan in any lineup that features DeMar DeRozan and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. So there, there's your four. And then it's just essentially who slots in as the, as the fifth guy. And I guess I would lean towards one of the guards um, and, you know, it's kind of TBD on which one it would be, Um it, so you're right there. It is like when you try to put the pieces together, it, it can get a little weird trying to figure out lineups that would work. I, I just feel like a guy that can get 25, five and five that um, in, in, a, in another year where they're trying to make a run and be as competitive as possible while also uh, not sacrificing any flexibility They're going to go down a list of options that they like and they're going to explore all of those options and I just feel like towards the back end of that list that's where the DeMar DeRozan stuff comes uh, up and then maybe it kind of you 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 worry about the fit later and you and you you kind of bet on that guys like Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, that, that they're going to work, Goran Dragic, that they're going to work together to try to make it fit um, and I think you can hide a guy if you can hide Tyler Hero in spots, I think you can hide DeMar DeRozan getting 25-5-5 five and five. and the other thing with, with DeRozan, uh, you know, last year on the season, I think he averaged six and a half free throw attempts a game. Jimmy's mm-hmm. up there at nine free throw attempts a game so that is another element of the game that um, I think Spolstra as much as he created this position positionless uh, let's shoot a lot of threes and have our bigs outside Uh, as much as he kind of led the charge with that initially I could see him kind of also bucking the trend and going in a more mid-range direction still getting up the three-point attempts but just um, I just wouldn't put it past him to kind of maybe go against conventional wisdom as it relates to fit with with a guy like
0: DeRozan want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the five reasons sports network and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace but it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well and that's SafeCubbies.com, which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget you can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards magnetic panels acrylic sheets and graphic branding most most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes. Now this is for workplaces. They've got a bunch of different options on their professional series, but also they've got private room solutions, dividers and sneeze guards, and they have a classroom series as well. So if you're involved with the school, this is definitely something your school should check out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Out, of course, if we have school in the fall. And that's the point here. We were entering a new normal period with COVID-19. SafeCubbies.com, which is locally owned, is the place that you want to go. The phone number is 754-216-1071. Again, that's 754-216-1071 or SafeCubbies.com. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, also what matters is that he has the seal of approval from Butler and from Wade, which he does. So I, I do think that that matters in this organization. I know Jimmy thinks a lot of him. I know Dwayne always thought a lot of him, kind of saw him in some ways as an heir to him and some of the things that he does in the mid-range. Um, I, I guess the other concern, though, Nakias, is that the postseason stuff is real. Like, I, I saw a stat, I guess, a year ago, where basically uh, they looked at whose performances went up the most in the postseason, whose went down the most, and it was like it basically explained the Masai Ujiri trade because on one end of the spectrum was Kawhi, and on the other end of the spectrum was DeRozan. And I know Heat fans are kind of freaked out by guys who don't perform in the playoffs, I and mean, we just saw it with none, but it's a little unfair with him because it's so soon. But Eddie Jones was one, Jamal Mashburn, where there was always these concerns about whether they would. They would shrink when it mattered. Um, We saw that with a lot of players in the bubble this year. Is that real for DeRozan? I mean, does he get progressively worse in the playoffs?
1: Um, I think it's real in the sense that his limitations offensively and to a lesser extent defensively are probably more to – probably more on the defensive (laughs) front. Just those limitations come into play because the playoffs become slower. They become more mismatch-based. And what we saw in the East all those years, especially when uh, Toronto was facing LeBron-led Cleveland, it just it's just get DeMar DeRozan on an island and either get a good shot at the rim or force help and then get an open three-pointer out of it. And teams are able to do that against him on the defensive end. Offensively, the lack of shooting hurts. Teams are able to prepare for you. They can kind of knock him off his spots and force him into taking and making tough shots, which he has the skill set to do, but living on that without a real counter hurts. So I think he was always kind of miscast as a number one guy in the playoffs because of those limitations. But um, looking back to not this past postseason, but the last postseason, he was pretty good in that first round series against Denver. Um, I feel like when when he's in a situation to where he doesn't have to completely carry an offense, I think there's room for improvement. He wouldn't have to do that in Miami. So I think there is upside. He's a guy that can take some of the pressure off of Jimmy in late game situations, especially if it's a going. Um, One of the frustrating things about watching Jimmy Bult this postseason were those games or those stretches to where he would just pass the ball and kind of be passive, set guys up when you kind of want to take control. Um, DeMar DeRozan is a guy that would gladly take some of those reps if it came down to it. So I think there's upside for DeMar to, to perform a little bit better just because he won't have so much of an offensive load to carry.
0: All right, let's close the book on this one, Greg. Um, And I'm going to ask this at the end of every one of these episodes we do from now on. What is the most you would give up for him? What's the line?
2: Um, Okay, so this would be... uh relative to the fact that i would expect that the heat will have explored their other options so let's just put that out there initially so it's not option one in the trade market at all i think i'd be leaning around Iguadala, Olinick, none and the 2021st as a max offer and i wouldn't feel great about it but um that that would be kind of what i would see is maybe as far as miami would go
0: Nikias, would you make that deal if you're miami would you make it if you're san antonio
1: um, I feel like it's a bit of a no on both sides. Like from Miami, I would just worry about DeMar's offensive fit. Like the shooting really worries me. There's a case to be made that it can work, but a lot of things would have to go right for it to work. And giving up a cost control asset in the 2020 pick, um, I'm not too fond on Kendrick Nunn as an asset, but I mean he is a guy that's gonna be on a minimum contract that can score a little bit and maybe he looks better um, as he continues to recover from COVID and other things. Um, Maybe he looks a little bit better next year. Um, For San Antonio, you kind of have to think you can get a little bit more for a guy with DeMar DeRozan's status. Um, Even with those concerns, he's still a former All-Star. He's still a guy that can effectively lead a regular season offense, at least. Um, The combination of scoring and passing for a guy his size is still pretty rare, even with those shooting limitations. So I think they would probably want a little bit more than two expiring vets, um, a late first in a deep but slightly underwhelming draft. And then Kendrick Nunn, who didn't look like he could play basketball for two months.
0: And the other thing to consider is what they gave up to get him, right? I mean, does that matter? I mean, they gave up Kawhi, right? Yeah, it matters a little bit.
2: You'd almost like with teams like Indiana that are looking to make financially driven moves, maybe they would try to uh, pluck Oladipo and take another contract to try to get DeMar DeRozan, like to and send DeMar DeRozan there because Indy wants to stay competitive. So I agree. I-, I feel like there probably will be better trade matches to be made, but that would be the line for me From
0: all right, we'll get uh, to the next topic here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. If you've had a car accident or a slip and fall, if you were hurt as a result of someone else's negligence, make sure you give the attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg a call. They're available 24-7 at onecallegal.com. That's O-N-E, calllegal.com, or you can call 1-855-5000-LAW. That's one 1-855- 855 5000 law with a centralized office located right off of I 95 in Miami. It's actually 107th right off of 95. They're ready to take on your case, whether it's in South Florida or anywhere else in the state. Again, it's a Seltzer Mayberg law firm, one call legal.com. All right, let's do the same thing we did on the Josh Richardson pod, Nikias. If you have two or three names, of scores, maybe not of DeMar DeRozan's quality. But it still is quality, 22 points a game on 53% shooting. You'll take it. Uh, give me a couple of other scorers that they could look at maybe as, as cheaper trade options, or maybe even in free agency.
1: Um, I would look on the free agency, uh, look on the free agency side. Um, I would monitor how Rodney Hood recovers from his injury because I think his intersection of shooting and playmaking is pretty interesting as a 6'8 guy. Um, I think he could be a solid wing scorer off the bench for Miami. Um, Austin Rivers is another guy, um, definitely runs hot or cold, but he is a guy that can get to the rim just about whenever he wants to, and he is a solid spot up shooter. And he's a feisty guard defender as well, can guard the one to two, um, has guarded up in Houston since they play as small as they do. He's comfortable banging with some threes. So I think he's a bench guy that also wouldn't cost too much. They can kind of inject Miami with some bench scoring.
0: Do they need bench scoring, Greg, or only if Dragic walks? I think they need it. I I, I don't know. It's tough when
2: you don't know if Hero's going to be like a predominant bench scorer, or if they're going to slide him into the starting lineup. I think you just have to operate like Gorn's not going to be able to be bubble Gorn for an 82-game schedule. So they're going to need to address that component of it i also think that when we saw the kind of heavy lifting jimmy had to do throughout the postseason they probably should do everything they can and this is where kendrick nunn was huge throughout the year and we just didn't realize how huge it was at the time taking a load off of that Big time scoring stuff. You know when he was getting 15, 20 point games, and Jimmy didn't have to carry that load. Uh, maybe that's why Jimmy, you know, had a little bit of extra um, umph towards the end of the year. So uh, you know, I, I feel like they just they need to add another score in general um I, another name that intrigues me that's more of a big man option but uh and it would be a trade thing and it's just I Chicago feels like such a weird place right now uh, I don't know which way they're going and I wonder if they'd give up on Lori Markinen a little early and what the cost would be there I'm interested actually to hear Nikias's perspective on a guy like Markinen.
1: Ooh, Markkinen is interesting I think he definitely has some question marks defensively um I don't know I don't think that he can play the 5 which really limits him. Um he ha- does have decent enough size, decent enough mo- mobility, but he doesn't know how to navigate space yet. But offensively, I just don't like how he's been used in Chicago. He's almost solely been a pick and pop big or just a spot up big as Chicago runs whatever the heck they run on offense. And I think there is some real potential for him to be used as a guy that runs off screens. He is a really good movement shooter when they use him in that way. Um he's been that way since college really so i think that's there's definitely some offensive upside that needs to be tapped into and i think miami could do that for him i have no idea what chicago's cost would be though
0: i have no idea what chicago's going to do i mean they're they're being run by someone totally different now who should be better than who they had before but i know they've got a lot of like they have some interesting pieces but i don't know that they have a piece does that make sense like i I like wendell carter jr i like marking on his own merits (laughs) I kind of like Kobe White, but I, I don't, is that the core of a team going forward? I mean, especially Zach Levine. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what they are. Like I, I feel like they're kind of destined to be the next Orlando where they're sort of stuck in that seven to nine range because they are seven to 10 range because they don't have a breakout player. And I, I, I again, I think they're going to be better managed now. Um, I can't pronounce Arturo's last name, but uh, you, 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 the, you know, the, the assistant GM from Denver, but Basic, I think they'd be better managed but I don't I don't know necessarily that that they have a piece to build with and I don't think they're ever going to be bad enough to get that piece so they may be stuck in a little bit of purgatory all right check out fivereasonsports.com. check out our sponsors also I didn't mention them on this episode but prize picks uh, you definitely if you're playing daily fantasy particularly during the World Series check it out um, go to uh, use that code at prizepix.com and you'll get your your deposit. Doubled. So make sure you check out prizepicks.com, mybookie.ag. The code is five on the floor. You can make some money here going forward again on the World Series. Uh, NFL games, college games, and the like. Thanks to the for joining us. You can catch his work at basketballnews.com. Of course, Greg Sylvander is now Greg Sylvander on Twitter. You can find me, Ethan J. Skolnick, on the radio also at onsideradio.com. That's every day, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's going to be the five-reasons sports hour. Uh, with many of the the hosts and guests that you hear here on five-reasons sports uh, podcasts, you're going to hear on that program as well. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor.